0: Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the next stop on the Michelle Mission. Two men, one podcast, every black film ever made. My name is Len, a.k.a. The Bat Triple. And as always, I am joined by my partner.
1: Hey, this is Vincent Worms. It's all soul. G-Town Radio Wednesdays at from 8 to 10.
0: For those who, who just kind of like just... Quickly listen to your intro. Yes. And maybe haven't tuned in since the early days of the Michelle Mission. Or, yes. Um, exactly what is It's All Soul?
1: It's All Soul is, is similar to the Michelle Mission, except we focus on music. It's, it's me and my partner, my, my, my cousin, Daryl, and, and we oftentimes focus on a, a, a particular artist mm-hmm. or a particular producer or a particular piece of music and sort of dissect it. And we spend two hours with it. And it is, you know, most of the time made by African American artists, although although as the um name says, we 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 say it's all soul. So, you know, we've done some Dolly Parton, we've done some uh Dolly Parton? Yeah. Dolly Parton has done soul music? Well, here's 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 my argument. Jolene is the first part of an epic saga that then ends with I'll Take Your Man by Salt and Pepper. All
0: right, we'll we'll investigate that a little bit later ladies and gentlemen.
1: I need everybody go out, get Jolene by Dolly, by Parton. Dolly Parton, listen to it and then listen to I'll Take Your Man by Salt and Pepper. What year is D- Jolene? Jolene uh, I, I don't know, may, maybe 70, like it might okay, be yeah, late or, 60s. Yeah, yeah it's, I say- think it's off of the, my code of Many colors.
0: Okay. All right.
1: Like that first four or five Dolly Parton albums mm-hmm. that are just amazing. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I, 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 hey, man. I do you know early what? Dolly. I
0: wonder if Dolly Parton and I, I have listened to extremely little Dolly Parton. Um, and, of course, if, I think that album might be called Jolene. I wonder if she's um, like Johnny Cash. Like, I've never been a big Fan of Johnny Cash, but I've always appreciated the idea of Johnny Cash. Right, right, right. right. And then every time when I think I'm ready to write him off, it's like, I don't know what the big hype is about Johnny Cash. Right. Then I'll hear something by Johnny Cash and I'll be like, oh. That's what it is.
1: That's what it is. Why you're ready to write him off, or that's what no, that, it is. No, that's what the hype. Is. Like you get what the hype is. I get
0: what the hype is because that we, he even when he's not singing, even in his later days when he's basically just a spoken word artist with a guitar, with a guitar. Right,
1: right, there right.
0: There is a soulfulness
1: to. Well, Johnny it's K. it's ironic you would say that because and, and now who who knew this is where we were going. <laughs> I think one of the things I like about Johnny Cash. I think there are some white singers, oftentimes folk singers, oftentimes country singers. And, and I think Johnny Cash is a perfect example of this, where when you look at their direct um so, sort of inspiration, mm-hmm. like so much American music goes right back to the blues yeah, and to slave songs and, and that tradition that I, I actually sometimes find it refreshing, an artist and particularly a white artist. That has very little influence whatsoever from black from black artists. And I think Johnny Cash is one of those artists that, you know, he's not like an Elvis or or, you you know, um, Jerry Lee Lewis not at all. Where, where, you know, you can see the direct line where mm-hmm. I think, you know, Johnny Cash was I think I think he's a mountain dude, too. Yeah. Like, you know, just the straight mountain, bluegrass, mm-hmm. you know, that folk tradition. Mm-hmm. And I like that. So, you know, I'm not a huge Johnny Cash fan. Like, I don't really. But, but I like a little bit of Johnny Cash. And that's part of the reason I like him so much.
0: When you, for those um, out there who are, you know, fans of the superhero movies, when Logan um, premieres, the, mo- the ex- latest yeah. X-Men movie, Logan, premieres uh, in your town. Johnny Cash song "Hurt" it yeah featured in the in the movie, but uh, but it plays at the end of the movie, like plays in like in entirety, right, right. Um, and it and the the end credits flow into it, and man, let me tell you,
1: it it worked so well on me. I was just I was sitting there just, you know what I got out impressed. of all that? You saw Logan already. <laughs> yes. You know what? That's a little man.
0: Saw- Have you seen Get Out? Actually, actually, now you'll appreciate this, Vince. You'll appreciate this, Vince. There was a press screening for Get
1: Out this evening. And really? I am missing it to uh record. The yeah, it's a shame that you didn't know somebody that, you know, maybe we could have postponed that episode or had a special episode or a late episode and you could have gone with them to see Get Out.
0: Well, first of all, I couldn't postpone it. Um, because I had too much stuff to do all this weekend and then on Monday. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, second I'm of really all, busy. if I was so to go, do you really think that... I mean, it could be a Michelle Mission outing. No, it could not because, because trust me, I'm missing it, but you notice who's not here. My <laughs> girlfriend.
1: <laughs> Very nice. She
0: wasn't missing it.
1: Very nice. Well played. <laughs> so, there you go.
0: But... um, we're here, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, oh yeah, we're going to be reviewing a movie for you. We're yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes,
1: yes. A movie reviewing on. An- um, Paris Blues yes. from so no mail no nothing no no, no, no we, well yes oh yes. okay yeah like, wow we do have a little bit no of love mail. no love we
0: got some love All we got right. some love but we're going to be reviewing um, after we go through our mail and feedback we're going to be reviewing Paris Blues yes. from 1961 starring Sidney Poitier yes Paul Newman yes Joanne Woodard yes and Diane Carroll
1: yes. Indeed,
0: yes, but first, and directed by Martin Ritt, yes, a well, uh, well, uh, renowned um director of films. Uh, but before we do that, we have gotten some love, Vince.
1: I was just wondering, you know, sometimes we got
0: some love, man, or death threats if we did on Twitter. Uh, at Romero Manuel hit us up, it said, Hey, players, did I miss Juice? When is it on the lineup?
1: I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We have I'm, not come across. We, we have yet. not, and I think Juice is is one of those movies that it's in that kind of sweet spot where it's like I don't want to just jump on Juice, yeah, because it's a it's a really really good movie and and it's kind of important because it's mm-hmm. Tupac, but it's not on my list of you know we need to go ahead and do this before episode one hundred, right. right? So.
0: Yeah, me neither.
1: Yeah, but, but but we will.
0: But it does bring the question because I know that there are a lot of people that love juice and for no other reason because of Tupac or Omar Apps or or just because of its place um in time
1: mm-hmm. what it
0: represented in in black films of that of that era. Right, right, right. You know certainly. I mean? So um or just because of the soundtrack. The soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> um but I'm curious and this might be putting you a little bit on the spot All right, sure. is Juice one of those films that it, it, you would prefer for when we do it for when we do do it for it to just be the two of us or would you be slightly perturbed if a guest said I want to review Juice
1: it depends on the guest oh okay it depends on the well, guest that's True, you know that's true. That's true. You know, because obviously I think you and I could do it, but at the same time, it, it's so funny. I was—I've been thinking the whole time I've been watching Get Out. Mm-hmm. Like the whole time I've been thinking that we need to do Get Out next, um, next Halloween, and and have um, Ashley, Ashley come in from Graveyard. From Sisters Graveyard, Sisters. And, and it's like every time I hear Jordan Peele talk. About horror movies and, and, he, and he's very like he's very thoughtful mm-hmm. about the imagery and get out and, and and race and horror movies every single in fact, I just heard him this morning like Tom Joyner, and I said, "Wow, I can't wait to hear what Ashley thinks about this movie." yeah, so you know it really is sort of guest contingent because you. you know, I think me and you are smart, but I don't think me and you know everything not at all, not at all. so.
0: In regards to our review of Poetic Justice yes. and some love that you gave out to a certain Hispanic on that film, uh, at I? New Mutant, the power Principle said, I need to tweet, uh, excuse me, I need to twitroduce, as, as opposed to introduce, twitroduce the Michelle mission to my man at DJ Older, And his friend Anika Noni Rose
1: don't don't on the strength of Vince's Sesame Street Maria love alone don't wait so I'm so I get introduced to Anika Noni Rose because I loved Maria yes I'm okay I'll take that.
0: It sounds like the perfect quid pro quo.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought he was going to introduce me to Maria, which I don't even know how, you know, like, I don't even know if I could talk to Maria. Um, I mean, her name's not Maria. Her name is um, Sonia. I forget her real name. I, we actually just got her biography oh, really? a couple of months ago. And yeah. What do you mean you got her biography? Purchased it over the holidays. It was really? You purchased her biography? Yeah. She's mad. Yo, the Sesame Street people are mad. Like, my Maria stuff aside. The early years of Sesame Street, Mm -hmm. what was going on behind the scenes, Mm -hmm. fascinating. Really? Do yourself a favor, spend 20 minutes, look up like the first five years of Sesame Street. The history of it. Okay. Because, you know, that was all unprecedented. True. Like that whole deal. And and then, you know, it's it's all these, these young black people and hispanic people Mm -hmm. and gay people and they're in the city and I mean it really was a radical enterprise so but then I also loved Maria I love
0: myself Maria too I did it's
1: so weird when you have kids and you turn on and and, and, you know she's gotten older and it's like oh it's it's Maria though
0: I know I still see I still see her in her so I say uh, all that to say
1: oh yeah go ahead yeah sure but you
0: say all that to say you
1: can introduce me to no Nicar- 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 Okay,
0: well, yeah. well, so, so uh, at New Mutant, feel free to make that connect. Yeah, and yeah, whatever yeah. we need to do to make that connect yeah. uh, official, we will do. All right, thank you. Um, we also got an email from one of our our celebrity friends, our favorite celebrity friend. Who would that be? That would be Mister Dorian, Dorian Mystic. Mystic. What's
1: up, Dorian?
0: Well, he's. Uh, funny you say that because he said what's up fellas
1: there you go <laughs> um,
0: he said uh saturday the 25th no longer looks good for us because i'm still going to be in in la being vincent's favorite kind of actor a working one looks like we won't w- that's all right <laughs> looks like we're both going to be in la until march 13th but i'm still down to talk music when we get together hope all nice a- all else is going well. I've been listening to the show religiously. Thank you. Looking forward uh, to it whenever we finally do it. Uh, your friend, Dorian.
1: All right. Well, thank you for that, Dorian, for checking in. Hey. Glad you're working. Glad you're doing your thing, brother. Amen. Do your
0: thing. do your thing. Do your thing. Do your dance, dog. We also got a message on Facebook from Robert Monroe Jr. Robert. Now we know the show's official. Yes. Yes. <laughs> He said that he saw John Wick 2 on Sunday, and Common wasn't that bad. Okay. But he was playing against Keanu Reeves' wooden acting, so you really couldn't tell.
1: Good friend of mine cracked me up. Like, I've never watched The Matrix the same way. She said, if you'll notice, Keanu Reeves is good in The Matrix because he never talks longer than like 45 seconds at a stretch. Yeah. Very true. And I never noticed it until she said it and it's like everything is him asking questions. Like 90% of him in the matrix is he asks questions and then people answer.
0: <laughs> Have you seen John Wick 2? I haven't seen John Wick 1. Oh. You're missing a good time. That's
1: what I keep hearing. That's You're what I keep hearing. Time.
0: I just haven't, you know. And it's the rare action
1: sequel that um is indeed a step up from the original. I've heard very good things about it. It is on my list of stuff to watch. Mark Turner hit us up. Sup, up, Mark? Sup. So, just caught the episode
0: on poetic justice, and I have to agree with Vince on one very vital point. Okay.
1: What is that point?
0: It is all about Jasmine Guy. Man. Forever and ever the end. Thanks again for another great episode, guys. P.S. Came across the article on Shadow and Act, possible film for review. What's the film? Shadow and Act. Oh no! That's yeah. That's the the film um, is um, Sammy Davis Jr. Eartha Kitt fall in love.
1: You had me and Sammy Davis Jr. How about it? So yes,
0: had me at Eartha Kitt. Yes. So we will we will make that happen for
1: you, Mark. Yes, somewhere. Yes,
0: we'll make it happen sometime down the line, Mark. You got a movie during the the um, uh, our, our listener request month. So
1: yeah, but still Sammy Davis Jr.
0: I love myself. So Sammy
1: I, love some, Sammy Daisy. I we'll, love some Sammy Davis. We do love some. We're going to talk about him a little bit when we guy, get to though. this. I, well, that's why I love him. Story that's that why. Player, that's though. why. We, well, you know, when we get to yeah, because you know Sidney Poitier, Diane Carroll are all in that same wheelhouse. Very true. Mm, okay. I mean that we'll that to that Tom period, period and that that it. particular type of black actor slash entertainer mm, from yeah. this Tom period. Okay, uh, we'll yeah. get to it when we get. Oh yeah, we'll get to it when we
0: get to it. But right now we got to get into. 1961's Paris Blues. Some motion pictures move you deeply. Others, not at all. Some pictures you love. Some you hate. Here is one which is bound to catch you up in its different kind of love story. You might call it a love spectacular. So intimately exciting, you feel it's happening to you. Paris Blues.
1: A room in Paris can be like no other room in the world. The things they do, the things they say. You come on like this with all the guys?
0: No, only with the special one.
1: They haunt you and hold you like the Paris Blues.
0: Come to Paris, the city that was made for love, and meet its young lovers. Continue.
1: Continue. What do you want to do, wrap me up and take me home? We had a good thing going, what do you have to spoil it for? I got my life all arranged, like I told you. I got no time for what you want. Nobody in this whole world is ever going to be as right for you as I was
0: for 12 days in Paris in the
1: autumn. But I love you. I love you.
0: An American feature film made on location in yes, Paris, yes. starring Sydney Poitier as expatriate jazz saxophonist Eddie Cook and Paul Newman as trombone playing Ram Bowen. The two men romance two vacationing American tourists, Connie Lampson, played by Diane Carroll, and Lillian. Corning, played by Joanne Woodward respectively. The film also deals with American racism of the time contrasted with Paris' open acceptance of black people. It was based on the 1957 novel of same name by Harold Fiender and features trumpeter Louis Armstrong as Wild Man Moore and pianist Aaron Bridgers um, a score by the immortal Duke Ellington Screenplay by Walter Bernstein, cinematography by Christian Matris, and directed by the ineditable Martin Ritt. Yes. This was Vince's
1: choice. It 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 was. This was my choice. It was, it was.
0: Now full disclosure, real quick, for those who remember, you chose another movie last I I
1: wanted I wanted to like like I tried to get fancy and I wanted to do for the love of Ivy. Right, which is another Sydney Portier romance, right? That I had never seen. Me neither. And I was just going, you know, I figured it's Sydney Portier, and it's like 1971. How bad could it be? But I don't know because it's surprisingly difficult to put your hands on. And it's it. nowhere to be. So bound. you know, I wasn't you know on the turnaround because you know we do this in real time. Yes, we the do. The turnaround didn't really lend itself mm-hmm. to us to do for the love of Ivy. So that is forthcoming. So we went back to Paris Blues.
0: Why? What? Why did you choose Paris Blues and what did it uh, ultimately mean for you?
1: Um, I love Paris Blues. I love this film. I think it is a film that, you know, as you sort of said, the plot, very light. Mm-hmm. It's a light plot. You know, these two young women, vacation, uh, they, they get into a relationship, one more serious, one relationship more serious than the other, with these two... Um, expat musicians. Mm-hmm. Um I think Martin Witt, you know, he's like you said he's a well-renowned director, I have to say, he's not a name that I think of when I think of the great directors, but but I think he is obviously it's just a really solid director and and just a really, you know, kind of does his thing and I think this film is a perfect example of that where, you know, there aren't a lot of flourishes. Mm-hmm. There aren't a lot of, you, you know, there, there are a couple of scenes where you can see his hand. You know, I love the, the scene where Wild Man Moore comes to the club. Yeah. And, you know, and there Louis are other, Armstrong. Louis, played by Louis Armstrong, which, you know, it's, has so much energy. Mm-hmm. And I think that is absolutely a reflection of his um, direction. Yep. But I do think that this is a film that, you, you know, we kind of use this term disparagingly where we say, you know, style over substance. But this is just a film where I think the best decision he makes with, uh, you know, no disrespect to Joanne Woodward. But there are four stars in this film. There's the city of Paris. Yes. There is a very young Paul Newman. Yes. There's Sidney Poitier. Yes. And there's Diane Carroll. And he just gets out the way Mm -hmm. and lets the camera rest on these four. And it's, it's a beautiful film to look at. Um. So I think for that, it's just a solid movie, just a solid. You know, hey, Paris Blues is on. You watch it. Having said that, I have great affection for this film for a couple of reasons that you know, frankly, don't necessarily have to do with the film itself. Okay. I think. Um. You, you know. I, I. I think Diane Carroll is is as an image and as as a character is, dare I say, radical in this film, for, you know, we talk about that a lot more, but I love her character, and I love the way that her love affair with Sidney Portier's character plays out, mm-hmm. especially at this moment in 1961. Although, you know, and again, we can talk about, it, like, I watched this Monday with my wife, who's in her 40s, my niece, who's in her 20s, okay, and my daughter, who is 12. And she is an aspirational figure. Like, just Diane as Car- Diane Carroll's character, Connie, and the way she carries herself and the way she is put together. And I think that is important. And then there's just the background to it, which you can also talk, you know, that that Sidney Poitier and Diane Carroll were in the midst of a torrid love affair. Yes. While they were making this film. Both of them married. Yes. So... Love this film. Like I said, it's very stylish looking. It's a beautiful film. Makes me want to go to Paris. It's filled with beautiful people. You know, Paris Blues. I love it. Like I said, we talk about the movie and we talk about the other stuff too. You talk about
0: how the the, the four stars in here, with all due respect to Joanne Woodward. I would definitely, I would say that there are five because I would put Joanne Woodward Woodard, in there. Um, she is an actress whom, you know, I've seen a lot of Paul Newman, starring vehicles. Mm -hmm. I've seen a lot from his younger career, his mid career. So I've I've seen all the stages of Paul Newman and of Sidney Poitier and of Diane Carroll, to be be honest. But with Joanne Woodard, I probably have only really seen her when she's easily in her fifties or older. Right, right. At least that I remember. So this was my first time really having an opportunity to just sit and like see her. Young, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's and it's and it struck me much the same way as when I watched Uptight and there's a young Ruby D in there, sure, and you know, where you're like, wow, that's what she was like young. Then I see the hype because I fa- I thought that as much as the camera Martin Ritt, you know, was s- smart about the camera in regards to Sydney and Diane and Paul, I think he was the- just as the same with Joanne woodard and i find found her to be a very uh striking woman that the camera did uh love so i i so i want to give her her just due on on that note um and while this is certainly substance over style there is he and it's not a whole lot of flourishes to it mm-hmm. there is smart camera work here okay um there and uh, coupled with very smart editing because you because you have Duke Ellington. I mean you you they're playing jazz musicians. Sure. So that means this the whole thing has to have like this jazzy feel to go in time um and in rhythm and energy-wise with the music that is accompanying it by Duke Ellington. And the, and some there are sometimes when Duke it's a, he, his He got the boys rolling. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. And you see like a few montages where that in the seventies, eighties, or nineties, those montages would have been sped up. They would have been short clips. But in here, they they are they are allowed to be uh, very, very. Elongated to play along with the 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 energy and and pop of the music, even though they may just be walking down the step, walking down the street, walking along along the, a cobbled street. But because of that music and because the the camera is is following them, tracking them, such you can't help but just fall into the rhythm of their walking. You know, and I and I just I just really fell in love with the with the movie in, in that regard and and I I have a soft spot for a movie that is purposefully made in black and white because this was a movie in 1961. Oh yeah. There were color films.
1: Right right right. but this is black and white. And he absolutely used any the uses negative it. space and yes. the light and the shadow. Yeah yeah, absolutely. So I I really did um
0: fall fall in love with this. Um And I liked. I found myself enjoying all of the character stories uh, a little bit. Maybe uh, the Paul Newman character, you know, the tortured musician. We've seen that before. Right. We've seen it before 1961. We've seen it at night after 1961. So there's a little bit of the of the stereotype there. So Paul Newman is not bringing. A whole lot new to it, except that it's Paul Newman. Yes. And 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 Paul Newman is a good actor, so he's doing it, he's doing it well, you know, and he's playing he, he's playing this position pretty well. Um that being said, I will have to say that for 1961, I found this this movie to be refreshingly mature without being uh trying too hard at it. Mm-hmm. Because he is a musician yes. in Paris who has a kind of like laissez-faire relationship with the woman who kind of like runs the club yes, where he's at. And they kind of both know what they – they get out off of each other what they, what they right. want. And the implication is she's a little older than him.
1: Yes. So there's that part of it too.
0: Yes. Um And yet when Joanne Woodard's character comes in, you know, he – and they develop a relationship um there's a maturity to how that that woman handles it mm-hmm. and how and how with all due respect paul newman handles it too because there's there's still honesty because their because their relationship was always honest about what they were to each other there was no sick no sense in lying about what is happening right in front of her eyes.
1: Right, right. You know, and for not that even that would be Marie Soul. Exactly. Played by Barbara Lange.
0: Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um and not even just for 1961, just for movie's period. Yeah, oh for, yeah. For this type of film. That's a that's a mature way of handling that. Um and I like that. It because it lets the tension of the movie just be the characters' Relations, relating with themselves not anything else in any outside force right right you know i i i did like that that being said i wish that the producers of this film which w- who were i believe united artists mm-hmm. um were brave enough to have taken the chance that the book follows mm-hmm. for this movie and that Paul Newman's character was actually supposed to get with Connie. Yes. Diane Carroll. Yes. And
1: it's right there in the beginning of the movie. It is. Yes. It is part of the reason I think this is radical. Actually for a different reason what you're going for. But go ahead. But it, it's right there in the beginning of the... Culture Kings is a podcast on the
0: How Stuff Works Network. Hosted by comedians Jackie's Neal and Edgar Montplacierre. the best
1: way to eat a taco no what's the best way to eat a taco that's with your hands with your hands also with salsa on top of everything to hold the ingredients down it's like a layer it's the layer right so that the lettuce doesn't fall off can't have falling lettuce
0: movie because he's flirting with diane carroll Oh yeah. He wants Diane Carroll. Oh yeah. So much so that when the two of them show up at the club and Sydney introduces them and then was walking out with them and Paul runs up and he's and he's blocking Diane, like, yo, what's up? Yes. Sydney's like, yo, but I thought you was gonna be. Oh. Yes. And it is that it is th- at that point that the switch is made. Sydney walks off with Diane. Right. He walks and he eventually gets right. with joanne woodard um and nothing else nothing else has ever spoken of that no that misconception
1: or seemingly misconception. but i think it's important that connie as my niece says curved him oh yes like connie says no thank you and she actually says it a couple of times because, you know, it's a film, he meets her first mm-hmm. on the train. Mm-hmm. And she says, and Connie tells him, yeah, I have a, and, and she's very pointed about, I have a girlfriend, a white girl, maybe you'll like her. Yeah. And he says, and and like you said, he, Ram keeps, Ram keeps pushing. You know, is she as cute as you? And she kind of pushes him away. And then he gets really aggressive. And she says, no. I didn't think she he got super. He he, he 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 was, he was. Um, there are some words I could use for how he was acting, but I'm just gonna say jerk.
0: He he had his jerk on.
1: Like like it was bit, it yes, was yeah. it was quite a scene. And and you know I actually that's part of why. Like I like the fact that Ram wasn't actually that charming. Yeah, like he was very good looking. Mm-hmm. He kind of had his lane. Like you know I'm playing this trombone. You could tell he was a a musician of some note.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: But this was not somebody who was charming the ladies. no. So that, you know, he was kind of a jerk with her. And I think I I think, were you finished? Like I said, I got a whole... Yeah, but I think a lot of that was written to
0: to placate the producers.
1: I think it was, but at the same time, I don't think that negates how important it was that you have this black woman Mm -hmm. who is empowered in this film, that she makes decisions. I don't want you. Every and everybody wants her, and I think that's important and and something that you don't see. And the fact that she, you, you know, that you have this parallel relationship going on, where where you know, uh, Paul Newman, of course, goes off. With Lillian, you know, played by his real—I don't think we've mentioned his real life wife, his real life wife, Joanne Joanne Wooder, and and they sleep together. Yes, and you know, a custody scene—they sleep together, and and Eddie, very mature way they revealed that. I I, there's so much I liked about the Eddie, played by Sydney Portier, goes off. With um, Connie, yes, and they have a wonderfully romantic evening. Yes, where Eddie is pushing, Con- you know, Eddie is is got his Mac he on, got his Mac because Eddie is smooth. Yes, as opposed to Ram, like Ram, just good looking. Paul Newman played a trombone. This thing like Ram is actually white. bleak Gilliam, he is. So you know, it's my band, it's my horn. I look like this. Drop him. Whereas <laughs> Sidney Portier, you know, it's nineteen sixty one. Sidney Portier, which. Ain't nothing to play with. No, he's not. But also very charming. And she says, basically, you know, no, we said we were going to go out. So we're going to walk all night and talk. And they walk all night and talk. You're going to buy me my onion soup. You're going to buy. I actually actually put in my notes. Inappropriate. (laughs) I said, Eddie got French onion soup. Ram got the drawers. (laughs) But it continues along that parallel throughout the film where you have these and look let's, look, let's just be real. Part of it is the film and society was scared of black sexuality yes. and you know certainly at no point could Sidney Poitier have his shirt off no. like Paul Newman did on the poster much <laughs> less in the movie. So I acknowledge all of that. I think that there is still something important about this depiction of two black people Mm-hmm. In a romantic situation, yeah, that is chased, like it's, it's as just, far as we know. Yes. It is this very sort of traditional. He is courting her, yes, and she is being courted, and I think that is part of why I love Diane Carroll's character. Diane uh, Diane Carroll's character so much in this film because you know, look. I understand. Look, look, we talked about the black part of it, that, you know, there's this fear of black sexuality and this, that, and the other. Certainly in 1961, you get to the black exploitation period. That's part of it. Black people get to have sex. So I understand all of that. Right. I understand the part about women. And, you know, you know, once you know, you got to I, I control my own sexuality. I'm not going to be slut shamed. You're not going to judge me by how I sleep with you. I understand all of that as well. Right. But there is, uh, as they say, intersectionality, where race and gender meet, where black women are oftentimes depicted as sexually aggressive and not pretty. Like you're sexy. uh, uh, There's lust involved, but black women and and we saw with Michelle Obama for eight years. You know, we see it with Beyonce where they, when we talk about them, we don't talk about them. These are, they're pretty. And, you know, you take them and all of this sort of traditional activity that you're supposed to do with ladies. And I love the fact that Connie is a lady. She's actually a lady. And Eddie has to court her. And Eddie has to do all of this stuff so that by the end, where she says, You have to come home with me. Eddie leaves Paris for her. And I love that. I love that. I love that image. I love that story. Regardless, you know, are they being cowardly by not having the white man with the black woman? 1961? Probably. Mm -hmm. Of course, the other side of that is if you had a white man with the black woman, now you got this brother sitting here with this white woman. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, it's real easy to be brave.
0: Yeah, very true. So, very you true. know,
1: I would submit that that's also part of the bravery involved. You gotta true. make sure this brother's off the table. And um so I love that part of it. You you know, regardless. Okay. Of, of, so. Fair enough. Fair enough, fair enough.
0: I um yeah. <clears throat> Let me tell you something. Louis Armstrong is a presence. When Louis Armstrong is he's only on maybe like three scenes. Yeah. And there's only one scene early on in the movie that he actually has like true dialogue. Yes. And yet he, when he's delivering his dialogue I just like me some Louis Armstrong.
1: Who doesn't like Louis Armstrong? He just
0: makes me happy. Yeah, you know. He just makes me so happy just to see him play, and he wipes his brow when he's playing because he's really into it. Like you don't like you're acting, Louis. You really don't need to be blowing right now. No, oh, this is how I blow. I mean, he's just—I
1: just love these. I had to make my peace with Louis Armstrong. What? What? He—he's he's a lot. It's a lot. What do you the, mean he's the, a lot? With the eyes and the teeth. Are you kidding the, me? I'm not kidding you at all. And, and I made my piece with it years ago That that is Louis Armstrong. And, but, but, you know, I don't really go in. You,
0: you've known me long is he enough. Any, is he any more extra than Ray?
1: Yes. Are you kidding? Ray, 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 Ray. Ray, Ray—the actual Ray Charles? Yes. Oh, yeah. You think? You think Louis? Armstrong oh, Oh, he's a lot. I mean, you know, in 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 Louis Armstrong's defense, Ray Charles is actually blind. Okay. So you can't see the eyes, but it's a lot of eyes with Louis Armstrong, and it's a lot of teeth. And it's a lot, you know. So but but I made my piece. I love Louis Armstrong. Uh <laughs> know you ain't coming at Louis Armstrong. I'm not coming at Louis Armstrong at all. I'm just saying when you said he is vivacious and he's a lot, and he is, but it is like I think part of the reason I love him in this movie is because he's in three scenes. Okay. Okay. One more scene of Louis Armstrong and oh because he's a lot. I think he's a lot. I feel you. Marsalis helped me help me make my peace with Louis Armstrong in like the early 90s. Oh really? Yeah, cuz you know, he was he's was a very vocal advocate for Louis Armstrong and in this in his music and mm-hmm. but but that's me. That's my stuff. I understand. You you know, you've known me long enough. You pretty much tell. Like, you can tell stuff Vince don't really rock with I that hard. You. I feel you. So, I you know, you. and I love his music. Love, obviously, his impact on jazz and music in general, but... You've gotta love... You know. His... Love him in this film. You gotta love him in this film. Gotta love the music in this Maybe film. Maybe my favorite scene in the film.
0: You've gotta love Paris in this film.
1: It's, 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 I mean, if amazing. this movie is not
0: a love letter to Paris. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it really, truly is. It's like just, it, um, let alone, you know, Diane Carroll gets Sidney Poitier to go back to, Phil- to Philadelphia, to go back to America. Yes. He's leaving a lot. He, he he's, yes. Because in Paris, they show you, you know, you know uh, um like they talk about here they, we talked about earlier the the acceptance of of interracial couples the acceptance of being a black man yes um just being a musician yes you know it, it that is that is something that you know in 1961 I can see this brother saying goodbye to America I mean, for five years because it's interesting. I just saw the documentary. I am not a Negro.
1: I'm not, the, the James Baldwin documentary. James yes, Baldwin. And, yes. And
0: in there, James Baldwin talks about how he he felt that calling. To come back to America, because you know he was overseas. He was yeah. Overseas oh yeah. Too, oh yeah. Time, um, and and you could see why you could fall yeah. in love, be intoxicated by that atmosphere and by that feel feeling, that vivaciousness uh, and and the um,
1: the openness and the ability to just be. Just, I mean, there, there's there's a whole group of black people over there right now. I mean, their grandchildren and great grandchildren mm-hmm. that they left. And they stayed over there. And, and I've, I, you, how can you argue with that? No, I, like, you know, my joke, you know, I said it before. Like, the only thing to me that was even even slightly realistic that could have gotten 1961 Sidney Poitier to leave Paris was 1961 Diane Carroll. Because how do you leave this? Like, and I think he, he I think the, one of the things that the film does very well is make the case of why I am here. Like, you know, yeah. it shows, you know, not just Sydney Portier, but, you know, throughout the scenes. I if you'll if you if you remember when the, it opens up and and Rams band is playing. Mm-hmm. And it is just this long shot of the club where they're playing and it's black people and white people and a couple of Asian people. Yeah and, and you know a couple of people who, you know, at least from the viewer, I'm going to say in 1961, they read as gay, mm-hmm. and everyone is just sitting in this room enjoying this this music and this yeah. world and this life. And you know, in 1961, when you see this, America was hell in 1961
0: mm-hmm. when
1: you were black. Yep. I mean, you know, there's a couple of us we doing all, you know we, we kind of do all right right now here, but in 1961. Mm. It was hell. Yeah. So that you absolutely you can see the appeal. You you see the the draw, if you will. And 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 you know, again, it's a long history, including James Baldwin, yeah. of black artists in particular, that says, you know, effing, I don't have to deal with this.
0: Yeah, man. Okay.
1: Two things. Mm-hmm. One, I don't like Diane Carroll I in
0: don't. this movie.
1: How do you not? How do you not like Diane Carroll in this movie? Like, I thought you were just going to say Diane Carroll, which is completely wrong-headed. But go ahead. Let let me hear this argument. I like that. I No, no. How do you – what don't you like about Diane Carroll in Paris Blues? I'll tell you. I, I
0: appreciate the story. Mm-hmm. I felt they maybe the script maybe hits it over the head maybe once too many times about the whole you know like leaving your leaving the struggle and all that type of stuff. Yes, but I but I understood her viewpoint and I and, and and I felt that, and I and I understand that 1961's Diane Carroll is not the Diane Carroll who she will grow to be. Right, but that being said, in this film, I found her a little one note. I didn't find in to her acting, I didn't find a whole lot of levels. I'm not sure it. what she wanted her to do exactly and 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 part of that I think maybe have been the I will admit may have been the script.
1: I will admit that. I will freely admit that, but I, I like I think she plays the beautiful, untouchable woman that you have to chase after who represents America.
0: Well, okay. I didn't like. What did you want? I heard? didn't get beautiful, untouchable woman. I got just, just like hey, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I got. I almost showed. every time. I, I Actually, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. The one time where I felt that she had a little bit of like you know, a, a showed a little bit of sass and a and a, and a little different color to her character. Was in the scenes when she was playing against Paul Newman in the beginning of the movie. Yeah,
1: I don't need any sass from Diane Carroll. Maybe that's it. I kind of got enough sass <laughs> in other places. <laughs> I don't need no sass from Diane Carroll in Paris Blues.
0: Well, I don't. Maybe not. I'm not necessarily saying sass, but I'm just saying just a little, a little something. There was, there was, a, there was, there was rhythm and and and. Angles to how she was playing the, the, the early scene with Paul Newman that I did not see in the scenes. Of, yeah, uh, with I Sidney feel Portier. like she
1: and Sydney Portier, like you can actually tell in scenes that the two of them are having a love affair.
0: Oh no, when you see them in the montages and they are tripsing along the Champs de Laisse, as it
1: were. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, on the bridge when he's spitting game at her, like it actually comes off. Okay, like I, like there are moments where I'm almost uncomfortable. Okay, because the two of them are clearly involved with one another.
0: Well, see, well, I don't, I don't know about that, but that scene is all about Sydney more than it is about her. Well, to me,
1: well, she's being chased. You know she's being cha- well and you know and I will say I do think of the of the four of them she is the least sexually aggressive. Okay, but uh, true, but I like that. But, See,
0: I like that. But I'm not I'm not I'm not saying I don't like it. Yeah. I'm just saying that what what she's doing and admittedly she's not given a whole lot to work with but right. what with what she is given to work with, I don't feel that she's do I feel like she's playing it one way you know what i mean i don't feel i feel like you know she could have been there could have been a little bit more
1: i don't know there. what else you wanted her to
0: do hey hey man i don't she know She's real
1: pretty she wear pretty dresses well,
0: see but it's not, about it's not about pretty be- it's not about you know who you know who's pretty and wears
1: and wears pretty dresses dorothy dandridge you know what dorothy dandridge does she gives you levels i think okay first of all Dorothy Dandridge is not a better actress than Diane Carroll. We've seen Carmen Jones and I think the Dorothy Dandridge stuff speaks to what I'm I'm talking about. Like, let's just be clear. I think Dorothy Dandridge and Carmen Jones might be the most beautiful image I've ever seen on film. But there is a, like, it is very much Otto Preminger objectifies her physicality in the film. Yes, so he does. So that there is a part of it that I think the inner, like, that I mean, let's just be real. It's it's pure sexual energy okay, that comes enough. off of Dorothy Dandridge in Carmen Jones, fair enough, which fair is enough. what I'm assuming you're talking about.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And that is a whole different mode I, I than know. what's going on in Paris Blues. I, I,
0: I don't. Know. I, okay, okay. Here's
1: the other thing. Okay. That,
0: that's that's my right. one, That's right. my one thing. Here's my other thing. Okay. And I think this is a bigger thing as we are near time to start wrapping this up
1: in my opinion you ain't got to do no disclaimer we know it's your opinion you talking this is not a black film oh for Christ's sake if you take the black thing out of it the film falls apart there's no movie well Matt, well, that's
0: not necessarily so because the way the movie sets up the way the movie sets up Vince the way the movie sets up Vince go ahead is that Basically, outside of that beginning part where Paul Newman is coming on to um, Diane Carroll, yes, and they quickly get themselves out of you know, yes. reduce themselves out of that. Basically, this is a side by side romance. Except so you that could you could take Sidney Poitier and Diane Carroll and excise them for this movie, and the movie
1: collapses. There's no movie. First of all, even just if just Tom was the movie time wise no it wouldn't be a full film it's not a full like it's just not a film it wouldn't be a full and as far as the two the two actual love affair you're saying it's two romances let's just call ram and lillian what that was it's not a love affair this is a fling she wants it to be more because she wants somebody to be a stepfather to her kids And go back to that town. That's exactly what's happening. That's that is exact from the moment she lands. You don't think her feelings are real? I I think she gets over her feelings within a month of going back to America. Oh wow, man. From the moment the what's the first thing she says to um Lillian about going to see him? Lillian says, We don't need to go to this club because he invites him to the club. And Lillian says, We don't need to go to the club tonight because we look like we're needy. And we just want something. And Connie says, well, I am needy and I do want something. And I think one of the mature things that is the through line of the film is the film barely pretends (laughs) that this is anything. But The first thing Paul, I I said the thing about he gets the drawers, he gets onion soup. The first thing Paul Newman's character says to her the next morning is I'm used to being the one that makes the play. That's true. You make the play, you throw the pitch, you do to this. And, and then the hit, and hit then, and then he gets up and he does like I I probably well, I ain't gonna say. I had a friend who used to get into situations and then the next day he said he always had an early soccer game. So he get up <laughs> and, say, and start putting on his stuff cuz he'd say I have to I have an intramural soccer game to play. And when Paul Newman got out to bed and put on a jazz record and picked up the phone to talk to absolutely nobody, I said he's doing just like my boy, like he is giving her the okay. It's time for you to go home. Signal. Okay, it is barely on any.
0: I mean, you know, it's it's a fling. Okay, man, but that I I I bought it to her feelings, man. She I, she sold it, she sold it at the end at the, the train more station. Interesting
1: relationship it. is the black relationship. And it's an actual the fact that part of the the whole the the whole sort of um, exchange about why he needs to come home is based on the civil rights movement. The fact that he wants to stay because he's a black man in like this is a racially specific storyline. Yes. That if you remove it again, the whole thing falls apart and not for nothing. If I'm if I'm taking my black people home with me, Wes Moore comes with me, too. Like if I'm taking the black people and we going home, then then Louis Armstrong comes with me too, which makes the film collapse even more. Well, first of all, Wild Man is on tour,
0: so he, he so he he he's, he goes home. He, yes, what's more, you
1: coming with us? Alright, baby, let's go. Anyway, <laughs> I I still contend. Also, and and I know we got get, to, I know we, we got right, but I gotta say this, man. This is the moment. Sydney, I told you, Sidney Portier was married. Diane Carroll was married. Sidney Portier, because they start seeing each other on the set of Porgy and Best. Mm-hmm. And Sidney Portier said he didn't need, like, he was miserable doing this because they were having this torrid love affair. Both of them were married. And Sidney Portier was trying to resist Diane. I mean, they were trying to not be with each other. After this film, Sidney Portier actually says to Diane Carroll, this is all in her biography. I've mentioned this before. The legs are the last thing to go. Sidney Portier says to her, I want you to leave your husband and I'm <laughs> going to leave my wife and we're going to meet at the pier and we're going to run away together. And do you know Diane Carroll took her fast ass home and left her husband? Really? Told her husband, I'm Out! I'm going and be with 1962 Sidney Portier, Just like the dude who called up his, his wife after he slept with Sunshine. He, she says, sell all my stuff. I'm going with 1962 Sidney Portier. I'm assuming because it was like the next year. And do you know that she went to meet Sidney Portier, And Sidney Portier did not leave his wife. Damn. So she had to go crawling back to her husband. Mm. And she says in the biography, and I did what women do. I had a baby. Mm. And it's just one of those great stories. So it's kind of like, I've talked about Porgy and Best before, like like you read all, and now to, to bring Sammy Davis Jr. back into it. Okay. You know, I love these, you know, Harry Belafonte, Sammy Davis Jr., Leslie Uggams, you, you know, these kind of, these people, these kind of pre- civil rights movement, black power movement, black celebrities mm-hmm. who kind of had a show. And they all do different things. They're very respectable black Rachel, people. very true. Love their lives. So that this is like one of the this is like one of those great stories in Diane Carroll's life. And Paris Blues is when it was going on. Which makes it blue black to me. Like this is like like Paris Blues, this is like this is the stuff I keep. Like my blue black stuff. It's like it's it's like um Aaron Magruder. Went to, uh, went to school with me, and like, I remember when Aaron Magruder was getting... Of the Boondocks. Of the Boondocks, and I remember when he was getting it rolling. I actually have one of the... Um, so when you syndicate a cartoon, your, your syndicate sends out packages to yeah. all of the newspapers, and I have one of the initial packages from Universal that they sent out to newspapers about Boondocks. So I had that. I had that issue of Bob from like 15 years ago, where they interviewed the DeBarge family. Which was amazing. (laughs) And then Paris Blues. Like those are my three blue black documentary objects. So that's my my final Paris Blues is black. Because this is like you can actually see the two of them on screen involved in a situation they should not be involved in.
0: You be the judge, ladies and gentlemen. You check out Paris Blues. Are you saying people shouldn't see Paris Blues? No, I think it's like you're real vague right now. No, 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 no. I think it's a good movie. Okay. It's a good movie. I enjoyed the film. I really did. I truly enjoyed the film. I enjoyed almost everything about the film, including Diane Cal. Right. Despite what I'm saying, I think I still liked her in it.
1: Yeah. I just don't think it's a you black film. You don't think film. it's a black film. Okay. I don't think it's a black film. Yeah, y'all watch it. Y'all it's watch a it. good movie. So y'all watch it anyway, but I think it's absolutely a black film. It's, it's absolutely not a black you film. You could not it's switch absolutely- out Sidney Portier and Diane Carroll and replace them. You could replace them with an Asian couple. No, you couldn't you absolutely okay, could not couldn't. but the, the fact of the matter
0: is is that you could take them from this movie and then yes you'd have to beef up the script a little bit but you could take their story from this movie and the story would, st- the, the main heart of the story for a whole lot of people would be Paul Newman and Joan Woodrow and it would, it would I, remain the same I'm not saying that Sidney Poitier and Diane Carroll's story is not more interesting it certainly is Sidney Poitier is a better actor than
1: Paul and Newman and I think it's the most important story in the movie
0: it may be but it's not the one that the movie is selling the most I, so therefore it uh, can be excised from
1: this from uh, the, from the movie i don't want to go minute by minute but i do think i think they spend more time with sydney Portier and diane carroll not not even close okay now we gotta go and do minute by minute
0: no we really don't um <laughs> but feel free if somebody out there wants to go and do that yes let us know what you think of paris blues from 1961 um, it's available it's streaming uh a, a bunch of places but the whole movie is up on YouTube so oh I didn't know that yeah, that's where I watched it yeah <laughs> so um where's my DVD today? It's right over there waiting for you bro <laughs> um so all right there you go um next week we conclude our month of love and our f- film for next week is is Mississippi Masala.
1: Mississippi Masala. Sorry, Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington. And um, Charles Dutton. There you go. Charles Dutton is also in Mississippi Masala.
0: I'm looking forward to this film. I've not seen
1: this movie in probably 25 years.
0: I've heard great things about it. I've never seen it. Okay. I've always heard great things about it. So I'm looking forward to sitting down and watching Mississippi Masala. Uh,
1: Now this would be interesting you see well we'll talk about that next week talking about black movies
0: we'll talk about that next week okay right here on the Michelle Mission which you can check out uh, every week on michellemission.com as well as available for your download and streaming pleasure on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Google Play and every place a good podcast be as well as the Black Tribbles Podcast Network where the Michelle Mission will reside for one more week One more week. One more week. After that, the show mission will no longer be available on the Black Troubles Podcast Network as we will be moving to another podcast network. We will give you the heads up exactly when that move is going to go down, exactly where else you will be able to
1: find your favorite movie reviewers, Len and Vince. So one last time. I'm about to start singing One Last Time from Hamilton.
0: Feel free. I'm
1: not really about to start singing One Last Time from Hamilton, but that's what it made me think of.
0: Um, we are also available uh, we every teach Wednesday them how to at say goodbye. 8 p.m. as a radio show on WPPM 106.5 FM, Philadelphia, Philly Cam, People Power Media uh, Radio here in the city of brotherly love. All right, we got to get out of here. I'm Len. That man's Vince, and imparting what he shall say.
1: We'll see you next time we meet again.